Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. I am your co-host, one of your co-hosts, El Juan. And I am the other one, El Trevita. Ooh, so TJ's trying out the Spanish. Oh, yeah. With with the, that, that was kind of a me thing, but I, I see how it is, TJ. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I got to copy it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Well, to start off this episode, I have something that is very relevant in the sports and movie field. And TJ doesn't know what I'm talking about, but and so you're TJ's along for the ride, just like you guys that are listening. Oh. So you guys can't see this because this is purely a audio podcast, but I'm wearing a Tennessee Volunteers jersey. Oh yeah, I see you here. Yes, and this week they played two games: one on Wednesday and one today, and. They lost both games by a due to a three point buzzer beater. So they lost back to back buzzer beaters on back to back buzzer beaters. And I really? watched both of those games. Yes, one of them was almost basically a half court. This is, this is the one tonight, which I watched. I watched the one on Saturday on Wednesday, and I'm depressed. I'll be honest. I'm depressed. Those kind of did they play? They played Vanderbilt, who's not very good. They're mediocre. And Missouri, who has actually a pretty good record. Not ranked, though. Tennessee was 6. They're going to be, like, 20, probably, by next rankings next week. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Both by one. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. So, I'm depressed, to say the least. But I thought to myself, you know... How am I going to get myself out of this hole? How am I going to get myself out of this depression? You know, or and how is Tennessee going to get out of this? They're they're down on their luck. They're probably depressed too. Their 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 souls got ripped out of them twice in a week, just like mine, of course, being a fan. And then, of course, but I remembered. Well, hey, TJ and I, we've been watching the Rocky movies to catch up, to get to watch all of them before Creed three comes out when we go see in the theaters. Shout out Jonathan Majors. And and so I was like, you know what? I know exactly what I need to remember. Rocky was down on his luck in Rocky 2. Or, yeah, well, yes, in Rocky 2. M- basically all the Rockies at some point, he's down on his luck. He's, he's depressed, sort of. He's, he's, he's trying to conquer the, the great heights. And... And I realized every time Rocky was down in the dumps, was injured, whatever, you know, Apollo, when Apollo got killed, whatever, definitely down on his luck. And no, that's not a spoiler. It's literally in the plot line for Rocky Four. So come on, people. Um, on literally any platform. That's in the synopsis. So um, I realized he always got back up. So what am I going to do? What is Tennessee going to do? We're going to get back up. We're going to conquer. They're going to beat number three Alabama next week. They're going to go into Kentucky and beat Kentucky, and life is going to be good. It's going to be, you know, when Rocky beat, when Rocky came back from all those those deficits and was down in the dumps, and 
we're we're gonna chase the chicken. We're gonna, you know, w- run up the Philadelphia steps there, museum steps, and we're gonna we're gonna pump our hands in the air, and life is going to be good again. So there's my opening monologue for this episode tying in the sports world and the movie world and i just think and i I think i just killed it tj i mean yeah it's rocky that's right yeah and when we have been watching those movies i'm i have one left i have creed two left and man if you ever want to feel better watch a rocky movie so I, for the most part, yeah, yeah, I would, for all of them. I mean, the fourth one's more depressing, but but still, definitely watch. If anything, here's what you do. You put on one of the montages. I, I suggest being the Rocky expert that I am now. You know, I, I mean, TJ, you, you throw out suggestions too here, but if you're down on your luck, put on, I, I, I really am, uh, Attached to the montages in three, I think they are the the best montages are in the third movie. But well, any 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 Rocky montage will work for the most part because they're bangers. And I've I've said this over text. I think they are the best. They are as good a, as movie montages can get. I just think that's a fact. If you think otherwise, well, we're gonna have to fight it out somehow. Not in a not in a boxing ring. I don't think that's how we should do it because I don't think we people want to see us on a pay per view. TJ hitting each other with gloves, but I mean we can. I mean we could we could figure something else out. Yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll fight somewhere. Yeah, we'll fight some way. Emerson usually has some good ideas. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, I have one left on the on my Rocky watch watching list. TJ, how, how many do you have left? What are you? Where are you? Um, I just finished the fifth one, like less than an hour ago, probably. Okay. Approximately. Um. So I'm on Rocky Balboa next, and then I have just the two Creeds. So I have three. Did you rewatch the fourth one? Because you already watched it. Yes, I I'd seen most of them or most of like the first four, like I. But then again, I like I re, like watching, watching the third one. I realized I'd never seen it all the way through. Um, and then, um, past that, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I definitely have seen all the way all through the fourth one. I rewatched the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I don't want to uh, talk about. I want to save most of my thoughts for the Rocky movies when we do our Rocky tier list because that's something we would definitely we should definitely do because we like tier lists and they're fun. So I'll save a lot of my thoughts for that episode, but I. These these movies, especially the first, really primarily the first four, are going to be movies that I rewatch on a yearly basis probably now because they are so enjoyable. And yeah, they do, a lot of the movies hit the same exact beats. They're Rocky movies. But the fights are so entertaining and the montages really never get old. I've 
anytime there's a montage in a Rocky movie, I'm into it. Even in the sixth one. Wait. Yeah, sixth one. Which, like, isn't nearly as good. And, and there, I can't, there's not really... There's a mon- there's montages in the fifth one, but okay, those ones I don't really like too much. They're well, they're fine, but they're not really Rocky centered because it's the other boxer guy. But but uh, th- this is just I'm I'm talking too long here. But basically, yeah, I they're gonna be yearly rewatches because <laughs> in part just because the montages are so good, but it's they're uplifting, so and entertaining, and it's oh yeah, sliced alone, man. What a, what a it's Rocky Balboa. It's the Italian Stallion. Oh, yeah. I mean, can't go wrong with, like, the original four Rocky movies. I mean, I feel like, uh, especially, like, the last two, like, or at least uh, three and four, they're, like, peak 80s sports movie vibes. Yeah, the first one's a little too slow for me, I'll be honest. I think it, whereas with two, three, and four... Now, again, okay, I don't want to get... Well, okay, I'll say this. Now, I do think one is better than two, but still, I think two, three, and four have a, have better pacing than, than the first one because I think intrinsically, like, those kind of movies, I like when they're faster, a little faster, and the fact that the first one's yeah. a little slow, uh, slower, I... I, well, I, I I rewatched the first one like maybe a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it a lot more on rewatch because I, I when was when did we watch it? We watched it like junior year. Yeah, yeah. It's I uh, rewatching like the first one and then like watching two and like especially like pretty close after. I I definitely appreciated how much like the first two are kind of like they're very much their own kind of like little duo of movies. And then three and four are kind of their own little duo of movies. Because, like, the first two are, like, they're not really that, like, they're pretty slow movies, which I actually really like. Like, I think the first two are my favorites. Okay. By a long shot. Um, But, like, I think uh, that's because, like, they're not really about boxing until the last, like, fourth of the movie. <laughs> they're mostly kind of about, like, this guy who's kind of just, like, down on his luck, and he's not, like... It, it's more of, like, a slice-of-life movie than it is, like, a a boxing movie for a lot of it. Okay. Yeah, see, because I actually like the boxing. I think that's why I like the... also that I like the third one more, too, I think. I think that may have something to do with it. I like... Well, I, I think... Um, I, I mean, I love the boxing part. Like, I mean, the, the fights of all of them are fantastic. Like, I mean... I don't think I'm ever bored in a, a like a boxing match in the movie, but like um, you can tell that there's like a tonal shift in like, especially like the third one where it kind of goes from like this, like very slow kind of like, it's less about the boxing and it's more about the, just like this guy's life. Like it, it's, it's not like a, it's not supposed to be like this big crazy story for a lot of it. Uh, where like the third one, it, it really is like, He's now, like, a worldwide boxer, and, like, we can kind of be a little more uh, big, and we can make it more about boxing, is uh, kind of, like, the, I feel like the vibe that they kind of just went with, with the with the later ones, but, like, especially, like, the later they go, the more outlandish they get. They do. And then there's the fifth one. Yeah. That, that, that's, like, my one criticism of the fourth one, is I, 
there's like one aspect of that movie that I just can't, I can't get behind it. Because it's outlandish? Yes, it's the robot. I think that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, the robot's pretty stupid, but I love the stakes in that one. Like, I really oh, do. It's like, oh, I, dude, I love are you the fourth kidding movie. me? Freaking, the, the montages where he's in Russia in training are about as good as you can get for a Rocky movie. That is, like, peak, like, I'm freaking Sylvester Stallone, I'm Rocky Balboa, freaking Apollo just got killed. You're, like, you're destroyed inside. At least I was destroyed inside. And even though I knew it was coming, the way they set... By the way, the way they set that... Okay, we're going into it, but whatever. The way they set that fight up and the cuts and everything. It, that, I love how what, I love how that, that fight between Apollo and Drago is edited. Some great stuff. The, the, the way it's paced, too, and, like, the looks he has with his wife. Like, you know, you're like, oh, oh, F. This is, like... This is it. And... um. Drago's a great villain too. Like I think I said this on the letterbox thing. Obviously, no one sees it, but one of the better '80s villains, I think, from what I've seen. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't have nearly the content that other '80s villains does, but definitely, definitely has that menacing vibe. vibe. But no, I I I think the fourth one's so great because of the stakes. I think yeah, oh, yeah. that the. I don't like how it's just the, how like a third of the movie is just montages. I wish there was actually more storyline, but the stakes yeah. are so good in that movie, and oh yeah, that really the, the, the setup for, for that movie is fantastic. Like it's probably one of the better setups of like all the movies, if not the best. Um, but like I mean, like um, I mean, there is a re-edit of the movie that came out a few years ago. I was looking. And I think it may make. I think it makes it a little longer, so it's not like a third of the movie is just like action montages, kind of like you just said. Um, actually, now I'm interested. Now I have to look this up. What is this called? If he dies, he dies. Uh, Rocky, or re-edit. That that line is so chilling. Oh my gosh, I love that so much when they for the exhibition match. So good. And then I'm really excited for when it goes to Creed 2, which has Drago in it, and I know he has a fighter. And obviously Creed being the son of Apollo is going to make that very fun and interesting. That's going to be hype. But normally I would have lowered my rating for that movie... But again, this the by far my favorite stakes of all the Rocky movies is the fourth one. He Apollo dies, and Rocky has to go to, or doesn't? Well, yeah. So I mean, it sort of feels like yeah, he, he has to go to Russia to fight Drago, and he goes, you know, to he get he goes away from his home turf, and. Yeah, it's, I love that. I think it is, the fourth one is my favorite Rocky movie. I won't say, I won't go much farther than that. Because again, I want to save a lot of this for a whole Rocky podcast. Tier list episode. 
but but I do want to I will say that so many great lines and the the poster is so cool too of him with the American flag and the well, and, and obviously the ending cuz he puts the American he drapes the American flag over him and he's being lifted up and that's just like America let's America just going through my veins are you still there tj yeah sorry i'm okay. reading okay um okay yeah so um yeah it looks like it's mostly like another like 15 20 minutes or something to, like it just kind of extends the movie uh kind of drags out some of the emotional beats that uh kind of towards the middle and apparently like i don't know if they add to some like the boxing matches or um uh, like something like that but like apparently like it it makes it a little better like everyone's like it ma- i think a lot of the uh the news things that i was looking at were like uh it re-edits the movie in a way that makes it pretty good okay interesting so i'm like okay fair i mean it it's 30 years after the original or something, so... Yeah. Yeah. I like the way... Well, okay. We want to... Let's move on, because I want to save... I don't want to... I want to save all of our thoughts once we've seen all of them, and then we've seen Creed 3, because then we can really go hard with comparing stuff, talking about stuff, different aspects of the films, but... I do want to get your take, TJ. What do you? What's your favorite of them? You, so it's one or two, right? So far. Uh yeah, straight up, it's it's one and two are my favorites. The first one I think is still the best by leagues and bounds. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I think if I had to pick a second, it definitely it'd probably be two because I, I feel like it's it's a very faithful sequel to the first. Um, and I I just I like its vibes. It's it's a it, it it's. I, I I think like it, in my opinion, it has the most satisfying like training scene. Which one? Um, Two. It's it's yeah, it's the one where he's running up the steps, but like like half the city's following him. Yeah, I think that scene's so cool. I that was that's like probably my, one of my favorite scenes of the series. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that. Okay. I I don't know what what to put higher three or four, but uh. Five is definitely in the last. Even though I, did, I didn't hate five, but I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, it was decent. It was watchable. Yeah, I was. Wa- I thought it was. I thought it was mediocre at best. But yeah, there's a few good ideas, but like it's. Well, it, 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 it's. Yeah, I mean, really, it makes no sense. Because... Yeah, it, it, it's it's very it's a very dumb movie that occasionally does something decently right (laughs) yeah 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 and well on that note that's good we'll save the rest of our conversation for the the rocky podcast where we do our tier list we haven't done tier list in a while have we it's been it's been kind of hot minute yeah yeah so that'll be good do one of those i've been i i need to feed my tier list addiction if I don't if I don't get a tier list every once in a while, it's not good for my health. I am pretty sure. 
because I kind of go through with withdrawals and then I start ranking things while I'm, I can't go to sleep because I'm ranking things in my, in my head. It's not good. So that'll be good to get one of those in. What have you, besides the Rocky movies, TJ, has there been anything that's, is there anything that's stuck out to you in the news or something like that? We can go news-wise. Is there anything that stuck out to you that you want to talk about? We obviously have the Last of Us Power Hour, but that's not quite, we're not getting to that yet. Is there oh, anything yeah. news-wise that um, stuck out to you? Did we talk about DC stuff already with, with the, all that news? Was that, did we talk about that last time? No, I think that came out like a day or two after. Okay, well, let's jump into that, if that's cool. TJ, you down? Yeah. Okay. I honestly haven't really looked at it that much, other than, like, what a lot of the titles are. I haven't, like, looked into any, yeah. you know, like that. First of all, it's clutch that James Gunn is smart and realized, hey, we probably shouldn't bring Robert Pattinson into the DCU. <laughs> Imagine if James Gunn did that. Imagine if James Gunn was like, you know what? I'm going to bring Robert Pattinson's Batman into the DCU. I think... Everyone, I think I would just collapse on the floor if I heard that. Right on, no matter where I was, I would just collapse on the floor. Yeah, honestly. So uh, it's good that sta- that it's staying. He's staying in his own universe, and more likely than not, again we've hit on this beat before. He's going to deal with antagonists, villains that aren't don't have any special powers or abilities or any there's no no supernatural characteristics to them which will be nice because that's what we liked about the first one so much was part of the reason why we liked the first one so much is how grounded it was and so that's that's what i'm imagining the second one to be but i really have still no idea on the villain I've actually come around on the idea of having Joker, to be honest. I It's weird because I had the strong opinion before and a little, and and it, for like a good solid chunk of time after the first one where I was set on not having Joker be the villain. But considering it's Barry Keoghan, who is a good, legit, legitimately good actor. And I like how scary his makeup is. I like the the design of the Joker's face and everything. I'd be fine with him being the villain in the second one. Especially if that means they save Court of Owls for the third movie. Because that's definitely, I think, a third movie thing. So they can build and and introduce those rich millionaires, billionaires, whatever, to Bruce Wayne, to Batman earlier. And then we get the reveal of them in the third one and being like, oh my gosh, they were like a court of owl this entire time. That sort of thing. So it's it's kind of strange how I've completely flipped my opinion, but that's kind of kind of where I stand on that. Yeah, um I'm definitely interested with the uh with the next Batman movie. I mean, it's one of the best movies of last year, so I mean I feel like whatever Matt Reeves does, he's gonna He's going to knock it out in some way. Well, one up for best picture, but, um, right, TJ? I mean, if it's one of the best movies of the year, 2022, it should probably have gone it's probably up for best picture, right? You listen here, boy. <laughs> Those Oscars. Dude, the Batman and Nope. What were the Oscars thinking? They they saw the they saw Nope and the Batman they're like, "Hmm." 
Well, anyway. Ugh, <laughs> oh, boy. They were le- legitimately the the Oscar, what are they, committee? I don't know what you call it. Well, the Academy. The Academy, they looked at those two movies and, and then they said to themselves, but Elvis. Bro, what? Honestly. <laughs> what? Elvis is nowhere near of a complete of a movie as Nope and the Batman are. And the, yeah. So, I don't know. We talked about that last podcast, so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So, yeah, the Batman 2, Batman Part 2, we got a name though, right? We got the title. So, it's going to be called The Batman Part 2, which I'm cool with. Because the the Batman is already a great title to begin with. So, the fact that they're not really messing with that works for me. What about you? You agree, TJ? You cool with just simple, basic... yeah, I, I'm here for it. I'm, it's kind of like the same thing with like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. It's like, yeah, you don't mess with the title that much because it's already a good title. Agreed. But I mean, that title was a change from what they started with. So, mm-hmm. something um, that I found was interesting, TJ, was oh, the yeah, fact that James Gunn referred. I was, it was, I believe it was James Gunn was talking about how the Green Lantern. Is going to the Green Lantern stuff is going to be a show, and it's going to be like True Detective. Did you hear him say that? I did hear that. I, I, I don't remember who was creating it. It was there's some big person like behind that show, but um, it's uh, what the hell? Sorry, I'm looking at like the hit what they like the little excerpt about it, and it's like. It has John Stewart and Hal Jordan as like, yeah, kind of like doing like a mystery thing. I don't know. That's that's weird. Yeah, they're basically they're space cops, basically. Yeah, and that's why he brought up the True Detective thing. Which, if it works out, if it if it does become a True Detective, but with the Green Lantern space cops. That's a thousand percent gonna work with me because anytime, oh, yeah. well, that's the same reason with the Batman. Anytime you make a hardcore detective show, movie, whatever, I'm in. I'm locked in. There's a reason why I talk about Bullet so much and other movies like that because of their hardcore. You have to follow every single word, and and every and you have to look. You have to pay attention to every single piece of body language. Every single all that to understand what's going on and you have to hang on every single word is so addicting. And if they manage to do that, it's going to work great. I think, but there's only one true detective. So, and it's, it's still hard with, cause remember it's still hard because the Batman pulled it off. But also they weren't messing with all the supernatural uh, super powers and everything. And you have so many other elements with the Green Lantern stuff. It, it'll be interesting. And then, and then having the, and then you're, are, you're already bringing in the comparisons and you're already setting a bar because you're saying, okay, it's going to be the quality is going to be just as good as just as, just as critic, just 
oh, boy, this Tennessee stuff is making me, I can't speak English. Critically, you're basically saying it's going to be just as good, and that's a high bar, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you're you're already comparing it to one of the, probably one of the best seasons of TV in the last little bit. Yeah. Um, the other seasons we don't talk about, even though I've heard they're not that bad. Um, but I mean, the fir- the first season of True Detective is like one of the most celebrated seasons of TV. Like, like I said, and like, I mean, he, I mean, they did the same thing with uh with Game of Thrones. In that same video, where he's they, they talked about how like oh, uh, yeah, the new right. Wonder Woman Island show is going to be like Game of Thrones esque, dude. It's going to be like DC Game of Thrones, and I was like, okay, so <laughs> be your own thing. That's uh, that's exactly it, right. Yes, like Game of Thrones is great because it's I mean it's it's like the TV version of like fantasy. Like big big budget fantasy. It's, it's like TV Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways. Don't try and compare yourself to one of the best adaptations for the for a long bit of it. The ending, we don't talk about that. But I mean, when it's in its peak, it's one of the best shows of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just be like, it's kind of like this show, uh, and like expect everyone to be like, oh, it's going to be as good as this. No, don't do that. <laughs> It makes me wonder if the heads of HBO Max talked to Gunn before he did that, and they said, hey, we need you to shout out some of our other shows so we can get some more traffic to them now that they've ended or whatever. So can you just shout out a couple for any And he says, oh, I got you, I got you. I don't know, because, like, um, uh, didn't he like? Didn't HBO Max execs like get really mad at him recently for like trashing HBO execs? <laughs> well, that was a joke. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> oh no! I, I mean, like, like, and I feel like if they did try and approach him to it, he'd be like, "Hell oh, no!" Oh yeah, no, no, James. Yeah. The personality of James Gunn, no, he wouldn't let them do that. But no, but yeah, I mean, those shows are ch- kind of doing their own thing. They're still chugging. I mean, Game of Thrones has House of Dragon, and uh, I think True Detective has a new season coming out this year. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's been since 2019, maybe. Yeah, so I think that's the one with Mahershala. Yeah, um, and... I think the new one has Kate Winslet, which uh, I'm, I'm I think could be a good thing. <laughs> that, which... Her own little show was pretty good. It was very True Detective esque. Mayor of East Town, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one's pretty good. Which season does Carrie Fujinaka have a big part in? Uh he it's the first one. First one, okay. Uh he, yeah, the one with Woody Harrelson and uh Matthew McConaughey. It's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. then uh season two is like Colin Farrell and it's Rachel McAdams and Vince Vaughn, I think. <laughs> really? And I, I yeah. Hmm. I th- yeah, I think it's those three headline it and then uh, the third one is uh, like Mahershala. But I don't know, like who created those other seasons or like headlined like the writing stuff. Interesting. Where was I going? I was going somewhere. Oh, going back with the whole. Oh no, no, this is what I was gonna say. I said two O's there. 
Kerry Fujinaka, I'm I'm very interested to see what for the first season of True Detective because I have not watched it because he made the this has made me watch this want to watch the season even more because he made one of the best Bond movies of all time. That's right, I said it. No time to die, top five Bond movie of all time. Fight me, top three, maybe. Anyway, back to the DC stuff. One thing that I was also hesitating on, there's a lot of ambition, and I and we should give him credit for that. You can't go anywhere if you're not ambitious, especially especially in the comic book movie genre where you've already had Marvel that's reached the heights that no one thought it could have reached, which is Endgame, Infinity War, two-plus billion dollars, everyone on the edge of their seats, a massive fandom... And so they've already reached basically as high as you can reach, we think, for comic book movies. So the fact that he is being ambitious is a great thing because, again, you have Marvel who's already basically explored the space, as as Chris as Christopher Walken would say in in More Cowbell. But so so that's cool. At the same time. He also says things like the voice actors for the animated shows are going to mo- mo- for the most for the most part going to play their the live action the live action character as well, and also saying that TV shows are going to are going to meld into movies and vice versa. That creates a ton of possibilities or a ton of a ton of avenues for opens up a ton of avenues roads for failure <laughs> and confusion and all and all the above so i'm also hesitant on that we'll see obviously they have to release them first before you can make an official judgment but i'm worried about that because marvel hasn't even been able to do that yet and so and they have all this experience all this money everything and they can't do it they haven't done it yet. Now, they haven't had many examples, really, but still, you'd think they'd be able to get it, but they haven't. And I'm also worried about that. There's basically, it's... It's really walking on a balance beam right now. And towards greatness, because there can be a lot of greatness with this, all this, and all these announcements. I like the idea, like I said, I like the idea of the true detective. Like, it could be really good. The, but he kept piling stuff on, and as you mentioned, TJ, he did the Game of Thrones comparison with the Wonder Woman show. Basically, it's not Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, Emascara. Yeah. Okay, James Gunn, do your thing. <laughs> maybe it'll, maybe it'll work. But I have plenty of doubts, and I want it to be good because we know that competition makes things better. Whether it's making cars, selling cars, or making comic book movies. Just how it works. But lately, DC has made me want to snooze, with the exception being the Batman. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing that, like, I think the thing that, like, scares me the most at the moment is how they're going to try and reset all of this. Yes. Like, because, I mean, like, we, 
they've spent what ten years releasing movies up to this point. How old is Man of Steel? Ten years? Yeah, I think so. I think I was gonna say I think it turns a decade this year. This year, um, like I don't know if they're gonna try and reset it with the Flash, or well, isn't that what if they're they gonna. Said, I don't know. I I feel I, I'm following DC is is like trying to follow like a murder case. <laughs> like there's so much conflicting evidence all of the time. I don't know what to believe anymore yeah. when it comes to DC. Like I feel like they just need to like sit down in a press conference and like every bit of news they need to streamline. Cause like, I feel like I've heard this project is canceled, but wait, it isn't actually canceled. And then this is happening, but wait, no, it's not happening. And so I'm like, what, 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 what person should I listen to for a lot of this now? And I mean, I guess it's James Gunn, but like, um, there was, there, I mean, for a long, like for three months, well, like three months, there was, it's quite the wild West to like, actually figure anything out (laughs) so i don't know but yeah um, well and even james gunn i know james gunn has had moments where he's had to retract things as well (laughs) yeah um but i i think like if the flash if they're still leaning into the flash movie a lot then i'm guessing that they're that's gonna be like their days of future past kind of movie um, where it kind of like mildly resets everything, but also like it doesn't discredit everything that just happened before. Yeah, that's what I've heard. The latest yeah. news I've heard is that's going to be the movie that resets things. Which maybe you can clarify this for me. I don't understand how that works though, because didn't they already have that movie basically finished before James Gunn even showed up and they decided to reset all this? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm very confused because, like, I mean, even if the whole thing is like Barry changes the timeline, uh, or like go tries to go back to his timeline, like when he, when everything still be the same, wouldn't Ben Affleck still be Batman? Like, yeah. Um, and especially feel like you're trying to like bring Michael Keaton back still for like that movie. And, like, I mean, at the same time, Ezra Miller would still be Ezra Miller. It's not like, you can change that. So, it's it's weird. It's like, There's going to be, like, lots of little inconsistencies in it. Where, like, um, I feel like they're going to have to, like, try and over-explain some things. Because it, it can't, like I said, I'm going to kind of bring it back to Days of Future Past. You can't really days of future past it anymore because, like, you're you're trying to reset a whole universe. You're not trying to reset one moment in a timeline. Um, where because like days of future past, you can you can like you can change one thing, and that changes your timeline. But I mean, now you're trying to recast Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, your whole like cast. And base it off of like, oh, timeline things. I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they had a perfect opportunity to use. Check this out. They had a perfect oh. opportunity to keep Cavill, who was a good Superman. I have questions about the movie, but 
him as a Superman as Cl- as Clark Kent works. Oh, he's great. He's great. And they had a chance they could keep him and then the, if they wanted to move on from a Batman, they could literally do a Batman Beyond-esque thing where it's Ben Affleck passing the mantle to someone else. And they could yeah. have done something like that and had it make a way more sense than it's probably going to that it probably will than it probably will. And then it's well, yeah, going like, to be. Yeah, well I mean cuz like now it's it's a whole new Batman and then it, the, the 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 new movie is him with Damien and it's like a, you've never introduced this Robin in a Marvel or not a Marvel in a, in a movie just in general. Yeah. Um, and like we're expected to kind of just like be fine with them completely erasing Ben Affleck and then being like, oh, this is kind of like Ben Affleck, but not Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, it's I I don't I can't even. Yeah. I'm still waiting. So dumb. I'm still waiting on my Nightwing movie. By the way, I feel like though. Um, well, I actually, I feel I think I thought I heard that they were like planning on doing a Nightwing movie, like if Zack Snyder's thing kept working out. But like, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, so no, that maybe, didn't. no. Maybe they might like coming up, but I mean. Usually Damian Wayne comes in after, like, Dick Grayson. Um, well, that's the thing, too. How does that work, timeline-wise, with all the Robins? Yeah, usually it's Dick Grayson first, because um, he turns into Nightwing. Jason Todd is usually next, or, like, they're interchangeable. He dies, and then became becomes Red Hood. And then Damian becomes, like, the main Robin. Yeah. Usually. I feel like it depends. Maybe. I think that's right. Maybe they do. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do introduce Nightwing through that because he, maybe he, it ends up being the fact that we find out that Damien is, they do keep that timeline and we already have a Nightwing in this universe. Could be something of that nature, but, but again, it's so, it's so early that who knows? Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, it, I, they already tried to do, like, set up a Nightwing thing, like, in in Batman v Superman. They did? Yeah, oh, yeah, because, like, um, um, that's one of, like, the Easter eggs of the movie. It's, like, um, or it's not really an Easter egg. It's shown in the movie, like, pretty prominently. Um, there's the part, I want to say it's, like, maybe a fourth of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. where it literally just, it shows, like, a, a suit of Robin, or, like, it shows, like, a super suit. And then it right. has something about, like, you couldn't save him. And everyone was like, oh, referencing, like, the, the, that one comic where the Joker blows up Robin. Uh-huh. It's, it's very, it's, it's kind of obvious. Well, and so, well like, wouldn't that be Todd, though? Or isn't that Todd? Um, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, because Wayne is, uh, is usually Robin. Yeah, so, um, well, yeah, well, it, like, it's, that's the thing is, like, they, 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 like, pretty much just, ret- like, they essentially were like, oh, Batman had a Robin, but it was off screen. So like, it was just like, what? I don't know. Yeah. The whole, I, I respect Zack Snyder for trying to make a universe, but also like, 
homeboy, you gotta streamline a little bit. That's why <laughs> I take saying. the Marvel approach in some ways. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Snyder fans are brainwashed sometimes. Because yeah, I, I love Snyder in some ways. I think some of his movies are super fun, and I, I think he has a, a great style every now and then. Um, but homeboy can't sometimes write. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a. Uh, he's not the best writer ever. And that's and and that is why I think I and that is why I would rather have James Gunn than Snyder. In part because of that, and I like James Gunn's superhero mind more than Snyder's. A la all the stuff that he's come up with already and doing. I'm so I'm glad that's yeah. happening. Again, whether or not it's going to be successful, it's going to work. We'll have to wait. But at least we have our Batman. At least we have Pattinson. And we know that's going to work. We know that is stable and is a surefire thing because Matt Reeves knows how to write. Speaking of someone who knows how to write, TJ, he knows how to write a superhero movie, clearly, with the first one, and knows the character. So I'm at least we'll have that going forward. That's the thing. For me... If all if the DCU stuff burns, you know, and it doesn't work and it blows up, fine by me. I mean, it would be great if it wasn't, but at least it, it's it's I can get through it because we have Pattinson, we have the Batman, we have the Batman Part Two and the Batman Part Three. Most likely, that's the third. What the third one's going to be called? Yeah, and we have. Well, they were they confirmed it to be a trilogy. They did confirm it to be a trilogy. Yeah. So. Yes. So that's why I was saying it probably part three, but who knows? So at least we have that, and that's what makes it, for me, not the end-all be-all. For plenty of other people, it probably is because they love DC stuff, and they should get D- and the DC fans should get good DC movies for their other characters, and I totally agree. But it's not the end of the world because we have our, our homeboy. Yeah. We have our boy, Battenson. That's what they call him, right, Battinson? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm, like in, I'm in tune with the pop culture. I'm in tune with everything. What do they call Keaton? Do they call Keaton anything? No, he's just Keaton. Yeah, it's Keaton. Uh, I feel like it's just. I think it's just Bale. Yeah, him with Kilmer and Clooney. But like, I feel like I think only like the last two like have like the bat and then part of their name because it's Battinson and then uh, Batfleck. Well, we that have to, was like the first one. TJ, we got to come up with nicknames for our guys. I mean, Keaton, he is he he was your favorite Batman or still is. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies in a while. I need to watch those again. It's been a long time. So they're good though. We got to do them justice, and we got to give them nicknames. That's got to happen. What, what what could you do? Keaton's hard. I was gonna say, I feel like Keaton's like the hardest. But also, Kilmer's not like not that much like. Yeah. That one's also like the same kind of naming scheme, like or like. Uh, you you can go scheme. like Kill Man, but le- but that that doesn't work. That's not even Bat. I'm an idiot. That's not that. You have to have Bat in there. You can't have Man, and that just sounds like I'm a surfer. You know, Kill Man. What's up, man? <laughs> just doing holding up oh. the surfer sign, but. Oh the uh, the Shakacon. What this? Yeah, isn't that what it's called, a Shaka Khan? I guess so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let me check. I don't know about that, but what if secretly Chaka Khan? What if not a secret? What if Brody in Point Break was actually Robin at one point? But then he he decided to result to a life of crime, and so he started robbing banks with his and he and he he wasn't a big fan of the of the big city New York style New York City lifestyle, big city smelly lifestyle, and so he decided to move out to the West Coast, surf, and rob banks. He wanted warmer weather, basically. That makes sense. And he wanted to. Live on the danger on the on the live on the wild side and and get dangerous and you know follow the waves. Just an idea, not not one of my greater ideas, but still, I I felt like it needed to be said because he could he I mean that's a spicy Robin right there, a man with now who knows if he had locks, but at this point I'm just kind of ranting, and so I think that means well, TJ, I'll ask you this last question. Oh. What? Sorry, I'm learning on the internet. Oh, okay. You're learning things. Yeah. It's called a Shaka sign. Shaka Khan is a singer. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. Yeah. I've definitely heard those intertwined. Interesting. All right. TJ, last thoughts. Before we get to the Last of Us Power Hour, last thoughts on this whole DCU revamp, this new DCU, DCEU to the DCU. Yeah. And what's your favorite project or the project that that you think has the most potential going forward? Okay, I'll just kind of limit this to movies. Okay. Uh, I had it open. Where was it? Damn it, I closed it. Uh, Gods and Monsters, Chapter 1. Here it is. Um, where was the list? Okay. So out of the ones, which is Superman Legacy, uh, The Authority, Batman Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, and Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's this one? Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it might just be Swamp Thing. I think Swamp Thing's like a cool idea. I've always loved Swamp Thing. So, um... I feel like him getting an actually good movie might actually uh, might be cool. Um, yeah, who did someone did a Swamp Thing movie like twenty years ago or something? Really? Apparently, it's god awful. Is it live action? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Swamp Thing. I did not. West Craven. No way. West Craven back in nineteen eighty two. Wow. I did not know that existed and that he directed that. Wow. And that was it that was Peak West Craven too. Yeah, well that was like before Or isn't it Peak West Craven? That was before. That's like after The Hills Have Eyes, but like before Nightmare on Elm Street. When's Nightmare on Elm Street? Like eighty four, eighty five, somewhere in there. Okay, well, it's clo- like mid eighties. It's it's close yeah. to to peak Wes Craven, pretty much. Yeah, it's like the start of like, I mean, the beginning of like when he was like big name. Yeah, it has Ray Wise in it. What? That's 
That's a very bizarre word. Okay. Okay, so Swamp Thing answer, TJ? Yeah, probably Swamp Thing. Okay. I would go with... Yeah, I mean that's I I don't I don't blame you. That's that's probably one of the better answers. Yeah, there's only like five movies to pick from. I think was it five or six? I don't want I don't want to cop out of my own question though, so I'm going to answer it. Probably, I'm I'm going to include TV shows. I think I think the Green Lantern thing could be good, so I'll say that. Yeah, I haven't looked at the TV shows that much, actually. All right, well, I, I might just like I'm, I'm gonna just gonna give a quick like gander to them. I'm not gonna like pick from them. Yeah, I, just, I guess I'll go with movie no. too, so we both have a movie. Um, I'll choose. I'll choose a Superman one. Sure, I, I could see. We're getting a booster gold show. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Also, why is Viola Davis still Waller if the universe is getting reset? Or is it like still in like that peacemaker we're not going to touch this because we don't we still want to keep this going. I think that's what that is, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not excited for that show TJ. I didn't find her that Oh, she I don't Oh, Waller is not that interesting. No. I was just looking at it. I was like, why is this? How is this work? Like, how is this working? Well, I the no reason I, I, I told you this is because apparently there's a there. I was listening to some other podcasts and other people that are more prominent in the pop culture movie space. There goes that. And they were all hyped for it and said this could be really fantastic and great and Waller's so interesting. And at least in live action, she really hasn't. So I didn't yeah, really well, see any reason for the hype. But Yeah, Waller, Waller can be a great character. And Viola Davis is a great actress. Yes. But, I mean, she's kind of just been like a figurehead for like this, for being like, Oh, I'm the I'm the government authority person who has to watch over everything. That's all her role is in all of these movies. She has done literally nothing. Well, all she does is get mad. <laughs> exactly. She looks at everyone like very, very madly, and she just is like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> everyone, even Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, even Black Adam. Why didn't that go for Best Picture? That's my question. That's the question we should be asking. Why didn't Black mm. Adam go up for Best Picture? Oh yeah, I don't hear any good reason. Who's the one guy? Who is the one? Who is the villain of that movie? What was the uh, the character name? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. DJ, I'll be honest. I know that I just remember he looked like Satan. Yes, true. And Pierce Brosnan is actually legitimately good in that movie. That's one thing he, that yeah, a lot of people enjoyable. agree on. They say that he does a good job, and he does. He's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say same here. Yeah, it's 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 like a it's a decently enjoyable movie. It's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. It's an it's an enjoyable movie, but it is very 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 mediocre. Oh yeah, it's. I mean it 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 gives off the energy that it came out twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. But... And I love me some don't and no hate on the rock either. I love his energy. 
on social media and everything, and his all his uh the his the, his entrepreneur side, all the businesses and everything, doing with the XFL, his energy drink. I love all that energy, energy drink, energy, haha. But and I and I enjoy his energy in movies often. But I also come. To, I also know that he's not the greatest actor of all time either, and he's you know he's the Rock, but he's not. Speaking of him acting, is he going to be in the new Fast and Furious movie, or is it just Statham oh, we, from like that TV. pair? I thank God you brought that up because we got to talk about that, and we got to do the Power Hour still. So we'll talk about that a little. So let's get into that, TJ. If you're cool with it, we can talk. You cool with Fast and Furious talking about that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I don't think so, TJ. I don't think he is. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I didn't think so. I think they're doing John Cena and, uh, for like that kind of like big muscly wrestler guy, like wrestler character vibe. It's going to be him and then it's going to be Hobbs from, or no, uh, Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> well, yeah, but you also have Momoa who kind of almost fits that rock role. Well, I mean, too. but he's like the, but he's like the villain. Like, I feel like at this point, like one of them has to be in the main team. <laughs> True. Like there has to be like some sort of vibe like that in the main team, other than Vin Diesel. Yeah. And then again, there wasn't like anything like that in the night. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I, and I think you'd probably agree, TJ. But I imagine that's why they brought Cena on, right? Because The Rock walked yeah. it out. Because you know him and Vin have a beef that they can't seem to settle. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I think the second Hobbs and Shaw movie is still a thing. I know it was, I know there was even the, the rock maybe too, that said, yeah, it's going forward. And yeah. I thought I heard something about it recently. Okay. But, um, but that's not why we're here though. Yeah. Yes. We're here to talk about the fast and furious 10, wait, 10. Yeah. yeah 10 trailer. What are your thoughts, TJ on the trailer? I'm excited. It looks like a your your typical Fast and Furious fair where I'm. It looks like big dumb action and uh, like just I mean Fast and Furious. I I don't know how to describe it more than that. <laughs> well, and family. Yeah. Oh yeah, family. Family. Um, I mean, I, I think Momoa has the ability to be a a fun villain. Yes. Um, thousand percent. I mean, I think Momoa is one of those actors that like. It, when if you give him the ability to be charismatic in any way, he will he'll just like take up the whole screen. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that like people really liked about him as Aquaman was that like he's he's just likable. He's everyone loves Jason Momoa. Um, and like I think seeing him in a villain role will also be very interesting. So it, I think it's a good change of pace for him. Um. But yeah, the movie itself, um, I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm excited. It's Fast and Furious. How could I not be excited? Yeah. Um, One thing that was very reassuring was that they actually showed car culture and stuff in the trailer, which is good because <laughs> there was none of that in the ninth one. And that's kind of a big part of, or at least I thought it was a big part of the Fast and Furious movies. That's how they started. Yeah. And you have all the iconic moments with Paul and everything showing what he's got and the drag races and the races down the streets and everything. The races down the streets, not drag races. But so 
I'm glad they're actually showing that. It's going to be a lot more cheesy, it looks like, than the other ones, than it's been the, the original movies, but I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I mean, they've been slowly, obviously, getting more and more outlandish, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all that it seems to be going that way, but at least they're bringing it back. That was my biggest knock, Real, actually. My biggest knock with the last one was they had none of that. And it was oh, all F9. just, yeah, F9. It was all just about this going to space and crazy futuristic tech thriller. Look, it wasn't, it wasn't even really about going to space until the end. Like, well, it, I'm, it, I'm saying that was a part of it, though. That was like part of the movie. Yeah. They did, they, well, yeah. they, they did that, but didn't show any of the, the stuff that Fast and Furious was built on originally with those movies which is a lot of the i mean that's what so i literally the most iconic moments of the first few like like the first three roughly yeah and well because you have tokyo vice because you also have tokyo vice god this is the second time i've said tokyo vice instead of tokyo drift i need to get michael mann out of my head the with with the first one the second one wait which one does tokyo drift that one's that's the third one okay so the first two and the third there's a lot of those they really all start out i think with or close to it start out with the the races in the streets and yeah and the ninth one had none of that which threw me for a loop really because that's what you come to expect yeah well they didn't even really like talk about cars no. that much even like um yeah. i mean like even in like the sixth one like where i mean it's not like they were going like these street race things or whatever at least they still had scenes where they talked about cars yes <laughs> i mean there's like the part where um ludicrous and i think it's the rock they like go to a car auction right and, like it's 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 very like you can there's still that energy there even though it's not like the whole movie's not revolving around it but like, I think in the new one it was like, and the last one it was like, uh, they went to a place with a bunch of fancy cars at one point, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Like, speaking of which, I'm looking at like the ratings of all of them on uh, on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. F9 has the lowest of all nine. I'm not. I mean, I'm. I don't know where. I can't remember all my my ratings for all of them. But I understand that. I, I if someone told yeah. me that one was the worst out of all of them, I could see where they're coming from. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great. It's not an amazing movie, but I don't think it's like the worst worst one. <laughs> what, 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 it's, it's by like a marginal amount. Like, like really? Oh, yeah. Um, it's by a solid almost like point three or four. <laughs> this one's a. Uh, What's well, a two five, and I think the next lowest is a two eight. So that's that's a few points off, all things considered. Yeah, considering the rest of them are like pretty packed within like three five to like two nine for the most part. Here's I want to make this a comparison like because we started the podcast talking about Rocky movies. To me, Fast Five is Rocky Three, where to me personally. Obviously, yeah. you differ, TJ, and that's great. And we all have our own opinions, even though yours don't count. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
But to me, at least, the third the third Rocky movie and the fifth Fast and Furious movie is where you have pieces of you have all the great pieces of the Rocky movies. What makes them great, and and the Fast and Furious movies, and what make what makes those movies great, and you bring the whole package together. Where you kind of have a little bit of everything. You have in Rocky Three, you have great montages. You have some great, more dramatical uh, conversations and dialogue between between Apollo and Rocky, and you have great fights. And then with with Fast and Furious Five, you have a really outlandish, big spectacle heist at the end, but still talking about car culture and still. Flush, uh, f- uh, still, still showing all of the, the the relationships that we love in the Fast and Furious movies between you know Paul and Dom and all that stuff. So that's why I don't I, I don't I don't know where I was going with that except to just basically tie in the beginning of the my Rocky talk Rocky talk with the Fast and Furious stuff and I and you I think you and I agree at least for the Fast and Furious movies TJ that the best one is the fifth one. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I think. I think you're. Oh, you're pretty spot on with the idea that like Rocky Three is the equivalent of Fast Five. Okay. Um. And I. I, I kind of look at it more from a writing angle. Okay. Um. In the sense that like this is where the series really kind of takes its like first big tonal shift. Um, yeah. Where or at least like a tonal shift that actually works. Um. Where it's like with Rocky Three, they become a little less, like I said earlier, like slice of lifey, and they're like less about like just daily life, and um, with fast, where where like Rocky Three is like it's all about like being a superstar and like being still still being the top. Yeah. Um, where like Fast Five, it's like it goes from like street racing to driving a tank around Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a very different vibe <laughs> they're not robbing trucks anymore they're robbing a bank this the middle of rio de janeiro <laughs> which speaking of <laughs> that did you see that they're awesome. tying in momoa to the fifth movie i did see this yeah uh i think they referenced it in the trailer like two like two or three times um which that's always shaky which i'm interested when that ha- well yeah it's interesting it's i'm interested too but it's always shaky when that happens though because it can go terribly yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah it, I was gonna say like it, it has the possibility of being interesting, but also I mean like, um, like what I, I'm interested to see like why he's so mad about them robbing a bank, because other yeah. than like maybe his credibility went down, like there has to be like some other reason for that, that like really kind of ties him in, other than maybe that oh no I got fired. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I but. I don't know about that either. But, oh, I was going to bring this up. I mean, because there have, there have been times where it's worked. Like, with Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. That worked because supposed, he was in, he was supposedly a, a little piece of the, of Tony Stark's whole thing is um stark enterprise he's in, apparently in civil war right civil war yeah because he had a hand in the virtual reality thing right and that's why he was mad yeah 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 
So that worked. Well, but yeah, I think the thing with that is like I think Tony or Tony Stark took his like augmented reality thing and like essentially made like a joke out of the title of it. Right. Yeah. Right. But that worked because he was he was only in it for ten seconds and he was didn't he wasn't a big piece of the plot of the movie. But in this case, the way it seems they're placing Momoa in this is he is a big, he was a big part of that chase thing. I'd imagine. Yeah. So that's shaky. Uh, but here's crossing our fingers and hoping that it all, it all works out because as we said, Momoa can, he has some great charisma and energy to him. And, and that's per, and that's I'm I'm glad he's added to the Fast and Furious thing because as you mentioned, TJ, it's 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 just about having fun. It's about family. It's about a great theater experience of just all these crazy outlandish moments. That's why we part of the reason why we love the Fast and Furious movies, the later the later half of them. So we're, we'll definitely get those. I mean, the trailer showed us some wild ones, dude. The the moment there was a couple moments where I just laughed so hard, and and one of them in particular was the one where <laughs> the helicopters like harpooned Dom's charger, his challenger. Oh my god! And Dom keeps like just speeds ahead so so the two uh, helicopters crash into each other <laughs> i yeah that was like the, that was like the capper for the trailer and like i just like slowly looked up from my phone and i was just like this is this is peak fast and furious this is like this is everything fast and furious is in five seconds <laughs> Dude, nothing, every time I see a bridge, I'm reminded of the moment where Dom launches, gets outside of his vehicle, or he's on, he's on a vehicle, and he launches himself off the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, he gets out of yeah. his own vehicle that's still driving, Yeah, and the vehicle crashes, and he launches off the vehicle to save Letty. <laughs> Yeah, that's in the sixth one. I remember that. Yeah, he goes from one, uh, one bridge to the other because why? They, they're shooting at her, right? Something's. Uh, I can't remember what prompts her him to go, like try and catch her, but like. Oh right, he has to yeah, catch her. That's right. <laughs> it's something super dumb, <laughs> but like, bro, uh, that that like that whole minute or like two of like just. Watching that is like one of the weirdest things, <laughs> dude. It's it so dumb. So I love wild. it. But again, that's why we love these movies, and we keep going back to them. Before, oh yeah, that. Before that's you the, and that's I, the appeal of Fast and Furious. A thousand percent. Before you and I watched all these movies, we kind of were on more of the make fun of it train, or at least I was the tr- the train that kind of roasted the Fast and Furious movies. But then when I actually watched them. I realized, no, this is what makes them honestly unique and fun and the reason to go see them because you don't have movies doing stuff like like what they're doing, which is weird to say, but it's true. And that's why we're going to come back and watch the 10th and the 11th Fast and Furious movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the series is coming to a close soon enough, so. I know. It's going to be, I have mixed, rea- I have mixed emotions because I'm, 
sad it's going because it's because on because the Fast and Furious movies are kind of are, are, are a comfort food, really, right? Because you know what you're getting out of it, and you know you're gonna laugh with your friends and everything. But I also understand that why they're ending, and I'm glad they are ending because there's eleven Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah, it's a. Uh been a long ride it has a long a long ride with family oh yeah a long ride with family you had you had han that basically died twice and families they've been through a lot and gal gal gadot died it's gal gadot right or godot i don't even know (laughs) yeah one of the two she died so that's a spoiler. Whoops. Okay, I'll I'll cut that out. I let the that's Apollo... not that much. I, the, the movie's been out for ten years. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. It's not like it came out yesterday. Well, if anyone needs to talk to, if anyone needs to to, but also I feel mad, like I mean, if anyone's I feel mad, like fast I, and f- sorry, TJ. I feel like fast ahead. and Furious spoilers aren't that crazy. I mean, yeah, it's not like. Well, I was going to say, I was going to try and make a joke, but I, I'm i not even going to try, really. So on that note, <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment. The segment where I basically ask questions, and that's all I do. And TJ explains to us with exquisite dialogue and very sophisticated, and with his very sophisticated knowledge of film, he is going to tell us in the last of us power hour. That's not really an hour segment about the last of us. So TJ, hold on. Well, so TJ, I'm going to hit the applause button. And then I am going to let you, and now you can speak TJ, go ahead. Tell us what's been going on with the last of us. And I see you've, Oh, TJ, can you? Yeah, hear you. For, I just got back. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what you said for, for probably like the last forty-five seconds. Okay, I will redo that intro because I'm good at intros, and that's my specialty. So, TJ, it's we're we're winding down here. We're 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 at an hour fourteen, and we usually end the episodes around an hour thirty. So that means we have to get to. Are one of our more recent segments that we've been doing. Well, this is only our second time that we've done it, which is the Last of Us Power Hour. That isn't really an hour segment. Oh, yeah. And basically, I sit back, ask questions, TJ, and you tell us everything there is to know about the recent Last of Us, the Last of Us episodes. And All right. I think we're keeping... Didn't we keep the last one spoiler-free? Yeah, we did, because I'm here, among yeah. other things. But also for just people in general. So spoiler yeah. free, give us your thoughts on, on the recent three through five. Correct. Go ahead. All right. So, um, shit, where do I start? All right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just going to start off by saying the show is just as fantastic as it, uh, as a, like the ending of episode two, like through and through, it's been super good. I've been loving every week. I'm tuning in right at seven. I think that's when they come out on HBO Max. I turn out the lights, mute my phone, 
get into it. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I think the show <clears throat> has like a, it, it, it's really coming into its own now. I think it's, and we're over halfway through now, I think. Because I think there's nine and episode five just came out. So just over half. But um, yeah, the show is just as fantastic throughout. I think it's, uh, I think HBO uh, Max, like, they really put the time in. I mean, you got the people to create it that would have made it really good. So um, I think it's all paying off. I think people are loving it uh, consistently. I think it's a very faithful adaptation. And it sounds and, um, like it's more it's more than just especially with the third episode, which I heard was very yes. depressing. Well, I think that was the one oh, yeah. we were using. But it sounds like it's becoming more of more than just a video game show. Yes. Yeah, it is it's very much more than it's it's more than an adaptation in a lot of ways. Like it's um like it, it does change things for the better sometimes. Um, like I mentioned the last time. And I think the third episode is kind of like the biggest departure from the game because the most of the third episode isn't actually shown in the game. It's like inferred through like little notes that you can pick up and read mm-hmm. like letters and stuff. But like they don't actually show like most of like anything with like Bill and Frank, which are the, uh, the two main characters it focuses on. Yeah. It doesn't show anything on them ever. I don't, um, cause they're, they're not around. That's all I'll say. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the way that the episode starts out, that one that, and it, it is very game centric. It's fantastic little scene, or cl- like collection of scenes, like kind of like, just, it's it's very conversation based. It it it's um it kind of sets up the relationship of Joel and Ellie, like going forward, and I think that um especially after like episodes four and five, where they like start to expound on that a lot, uh th- those scenes have really aged well. I mean they were just great to watch in general the first time, but um I mean. The, the 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 main chunk of episode three is by far phenomenal. I I was not expecting this episode to be as good as it was, and I think that's what a lot of people were thinking because, like, like I said, it's not in the game, so it's kind of like up to the writers. Um, but I mean, like I said, you got you got the guy who created Chernobyl and the original creator. They're gonna create something good. Um, and that they did because that third episode is. Oh my god, so good! Um, I'm looking at it here. So like, this is not episode three, but uh, episode episode one and oh wait, oh never mind. I thought that was five. No, but yeah, that that third episode still has a nine two. I mean, we talked about the last time the first one has a nine seven, but still the the third one has a nine two. So that's really good. On IMDb, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um yeah, every I I'd say every episode has been like super high, like I'd say like high eights, like low nines, I'd say consistently. Like I don't I don't think there's been an episode that's like really been like mediocre. Um but like 
Uh, oh yeah, I guess I'll kind of just kind of keep expounding on episode three. Yeah. Um, I guess like one thing that I would like the thing that I was most like like cynical about going into this episode was Nick Offerman, which okay, I I think he's a fun, like I think he's a funny guy. I think he plays the kind of like uh, very stern character very well. I think he's he's one of the best parts of Parks and Rec. One of the best parts of um, uh, We Are the Millers. That movie's super funny. Uh, he kind of kind of has that same kind of role in that, but um, he is phenomenal in this episode. Like straight up, I never knew he was such a good actor. Like huh. he is legitimately good at emotional acting. Wow! So he brings and, out the drama. Drama. Drops. Yes, he. I. Uh, he very much, especially towards the last half, like, oh, he is so good. Damn. Um, like, I, after that episode, I'm like, I don't really care what else comes out this year. I'm already pulling for him to, like, win, like, that guest Emmy kind of wow. thing. Or, like, him or the guy who's, uh, who's Frank from, uh, The White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, gosh, what's his name? The guy who's Armand. Uh, I can't remember his name, yeah. but they're both phenomenal. Um, they're a great like pairing. They have like lots of good chemistry. Like the way they bounce off of each other, like just in scenes, and like the way like you can say see the way like they bounce off of each other changes. It's so well done. Um, and like it, it's one of those things like you can't help but cry by the end because like it's just like it's so well done. And I heard that like there is a longer version of that episode Ooh, that like they cut like that they cut down, yeah, um, like for time because it's it's already an eighty minute episode, like by itself. Wow, uh, it's it's as long as the premiere, which is already long. <laughs> um, it's like a Game of Thrones finale episode, but yeah. um, like all things being said, like I think everything that they put into it was very well-founded and like they picked a lot of the best parts to kind of represent these characters. And, um, like I would, I would, if they released the two hour cut of it, I would be so down. I would watch that instantly. Cause it's like, it's, I love the episode just already. Mm. Um, wow. like it, it's, it's fantastic. But, um, like then, and then the next few episodes where they go to Kansas city, those are they're good like action episodes. Uh, I can't remember who directed those episodes, but it was someone who's like worked on a bunch of like action TV. Okay, like I, I know he did like did a bunch of stuff for like Marvel TV, like um, like the Runaways and stuff like that, like those kind of smaller shows. Mm. I think he maybe did an episode of Punisher too, but um, like the action of those ones is super cool. Especially like the ending of um, episode five, where it's um, it, like everything just goes to hell. It it's such a well choreographed section, and it's it's just it's pure insanity that like I haven't seen like in a medium in a while because it's just like it's so it's just insane. I love it. Um, but yeah, I I think the introduction of what are the what are those characters' names? Um, the two brothers. Um, I can't remember what their names are. 
don't know why. Um, there, it, it's a very interesting twist on the original version because um, the original version it was just a guy and his bro- like little brother. Okay. But in this one, they, they made the little brother deaf, which was a very interesting choice, and I think uh, really added some cool stakes and some like some cool ways of like kind of uh, building the connection between the two brothers. Uh, that like just kind of made it, it made it a lot more interesting. Um, and then, like the, the like the the progression of like their that journey and like seeing, like going through like some of the the underground of Kansas City, that section was really cool. Um, and kind of seeing like different colonies and stuff like that. So you may have already mentioned it, TJ, but give us some new things that have been going on with these last three episodes that you haven't talked about already. And if you have talked about the new, the newer things that have happened in these episodes already, you can just list them, but new things that have been happening in these three episodes or, or new revelations and that, that you're having, I know you mentioned the the Nick Aherman one as him being more of a drama actor. But is there anything that you can think of along those lines that you can either list because you already talked about it or something that you haven't mentioned yeah. already? Um, shit. Uh, I mean, I'm not like crazy anything like that, or it's like I've been like, oh, this this changes my view on like some actor or something like that. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's just kind of like, um. I've been really liking like the chemistry of like Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey. That's her name. Um, and like, I'm, I'm very excited to see more of them and especially more of Bella Ramsey. Cause I want to see like her more dramatic side like, towards the end. Um, but I think she's been great so far and I do want to check out some of her other stuff cause she's a great actress, but um, yeah, I haven't, really like had any big revelations but yeah i'm just loving this show i think it's i think it's super well put together um every episode somehow finds a way for like it to emotionally break me okay and uh it's a good weekly cry (laughs) (laughs) nice um but don't uh, worry mando or don't worry, we can see Pedro Pascal will, with the Mandalorian, will help you, TJ, get through. We'll give you the other side of the television world. So he, he's oh, yeah. going to he's going to he's going to be with you on both on both fronts. That'll be an interesting week when like the finale airs, and it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be like Happy Dad, like uh, Pedro Pascal energy. <laughs> And then it'll be like sad Pedro Pascal dad energy, <laughs> like within the same like four days, and it'll definitely be interesting. They really just need to do a multiverse where it's <laughs> where, where Joel it... meets the Mandalorian. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! The de- <laughs> oh no! And the daughter meets Grogu. Oh, um, are you talking about Ellie? Who's Ellie, okay? Whatever. Ellie's the, not his daughter. Oh, it's not his daughter. Okay, okay. No, um, he does have a daughter though, but okay, I I will not say 
I will not expound on that. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, you know what I, I meant. I meant the yeah, the main girl. Yes. Yes. Uh. Uh. The not at, not an actual child, but is honestly kind of just a child of uh, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yes. Who? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about who would win in a fight. King Kong or Godzilla? What I want to know is who would win in a fight? Grogu or e- or what Joel Joel, right? Is that his, that's his name? Joel, yeah, from uh, The Last of Us. Yes, the the girl that he's with. Now, I I guess Oh, Ellie. Ellie, but n- now that yeah. I'm saying that clearly Grogu would win, but I thought that'd be more interesting cuz he has the force. But then I but then I realized he has the force, so that wouldn't be interesting, but that is true, but also, like, I mean, there are points where Grogu is kind of just like Grogu has like the uh, the like the attention of like someone who just woke up, like all the time for like most of the show. So like, he's like very like out of it a lot of it. True. So like, she could just give him. You know how he likes those blue cookies that yeah he likes the little like the snacks. macaroons kind of thing yes macaroons yes that's right that's what, that's what those are called J- she could just literally put sleeping pills in one of the macaroon blue macaroon things just give it to him and then she'd win that is true quick question do you like those like macaroons macarons whatever they're called i've had them once or twice and i do remember the last time i had them i think they're fine but they are very overhyped i will say that they are very overhyped i I, i'm in the same boat i really don't like them that much but like everyone oh i like i don't i think i've just like yet to find one that's like actually good (laughs) like i'm still open to trying one but like i don't i don't know so uh, Oreo versus a macaroon. What are you taking? An Oreo versus a macaroon? Macaroon, yeah. An Oreo. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, but like I said, because I think they're fine. I'm not nearly on your level where you don't think they're good at all, but I think they're, but yeah, I I think they're severely overhyped, and I eat one, and I'm just like, cool, but. Yeah, I think it it mostly is just because I've yet to have like a really good one. I feel like every time I've had one, I've had like some weird flavor of it, and it's just like this isn't that good. I've had the Trader Joe's ones. That's that's the Ooh. two times that I've had them, and that's so I don't know if those are considered good ones or not. But if it's Trader Joe's, it has to be somewhat good. Yeah, I feel like most Trader Joe's things are pretty good. Yeah, so, shout out Trader Joe's acai bowls. Those things are those things slap like through and through. Really. Yeah, stick them in your freezer, put them in your fridge overnight. Oh, delicious. Huh. So the acai bowls, those are just the yogurt, or that's just like the kind of the smoothie-ish thing that has all the toppings, right? Like granola yeah. and berries. Granola and berries and stuff, and stuff like, like yeah. that. They're delicious. Yeah, I've had, the, I've had those only once or twice, but I do agree those are good. Okay, oh, yeah. so how about this one? Smoothie... Mm. Or acai bowl. Acai bowl. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And 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 I'm talking about for the rest of your life. So this isn't a certain situation. Ooh. This is 
it's one or the other. I guess I should have said that earlier, but yeah, I'd still go acai bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I, like I, I like a good smoothie every now and then, but like, yeah. there's something about having an acai bowl. Like, it's so I love it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm just thinking. I have. I, I personally go with smoothie because it it is more portable. Now, technically, that is true. It, you could technically. I'm an idiot, but technically, you know what, TJ? Your answer is actually the right one because you could literally you could just, let it melt. <laughs> you could well, you could let it melt, or you could just put it in a cup. And there you go. Then you have it on the go, and you can make it like the consistency basically of a smoothie anyway-ish. You can use the – I imagine you could, Aussie Bowl, to do that. Yeah. And it would still work for the most part. So you – that's probably actually the answer because then you can – for the rest of your life, you could have both for the most part. But I still like my answer. But smart – as far as the smart answer, that's probably the right one. Oh, yeah. The real question is – Cake or pie? Pie. Okay, cool. I was going to say, if you said cake, we're going to have some words. Well, because it, it, pie makes way more sense, right? Because it's for the rest of your life. Because it, for me, cake, you have all that frosting and it's so sugary that... It's for me, disgusting. I can only have cake once in a while. Yeah, pie, I can... I can have pie every day. Yes, yes, facts. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I I can't do cake. Like I take like two bites and I'm like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I I go into like a sugar coma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at our guy uh, Dale Cooper, cherry pie, right? With his that with his true. coffee. So, which I have done multiple times. <laughs> I remember TJ when we were in the diner, the double R diner. Oh uh, yeah, and I immediately was like, "Okay, I need a cherry pie and a damn fine cup of coffee." Oh yeah, and I've had that multiple times since, and I had that multiple times before because it's not just because it's a aesthetic thing; it's because it is actually good. Cherry pie and, and 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 coffee. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. Who who would win in a dance-off? John Travolta or the, the dwarf in the, the short person in the Black Lodge? <laughs> you know... <laughs> I like to think that John Travolta is just in the Black Lodge. <laughs> does jo- Does John Travolta have his own room in the bra- in the Black Lodge? Yeah, he he's he's like one of the people that like phases in and out every now and then. <laughs> okay, and like is he in his Saturday night? Is he in his Saturday Night Fever getup in his white leather getup or whatever? Ooh, yeah, I'd have to say so. Okay, that that's his. What's, that's, another, what's another outfit he could be in? What what's the, what's the other one where he's like dancing a lot? What's uh, I didn't know there was another one where he's dancing a lot. There is. Uh, I don't know. Is it? There's one called "Staying Alive." Oh, really? Yeah. That's different than it's the- directed by Stallone. Interesting. 
Oh, is it a sequel to to Saturday Night Fever? Oh. Interesting. It is? I think so. It is. Wow. What does this have on Rotten Tomatoes? I gotta know. Did literally the Staying Alive song come from this? Oh, no, no, because no, that was the original. It was the original movie that it came out of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Staying Alive has a rockin' 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, that is crisp. <laughs> oh, Stallone, what'd you do? <laughs> yeah. You know, Stallone... Okay, actually, no. We're going to say... I'm going to write this down. We're going to save this. But I will tease it to end this episode. I will say that Stallone is one of the most interesting actors, directors, people in Hollywood purely because of of his trying to way how to describe this like his acting potential yeah or or the yeah. way he acts makes him one of the most unique actors because he can basically be on the same I'm basically saying this whatever he can be on the same sort of same line of acting like that in, in the same realm of of acting and in that same area be terrific or be cringe and really not that great but literally in the same like he's doing the same exact beats as he would be as if he was the same exact beats but he could be really good in the, in the or same, really in the bad or really bad and i don't know a, yeah i've never seen an actor do work a space like, it's like so that much. yeah it's it's yeah, very it's, it's very bizarre it is very yeah. bizarre that's but there that's, was one yeah. There was one movie with Stallone I was talking with my coworker about, and she was like, it's very different than Stallone's other movies. Like, he acts a lot differently, and it's for the better. Um, it's called, like, Copland. Yes. It's by, like, James Mangold. Yeah. Yep, yep. Ray, Li- Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I looked it up, and it has, like, a bunch of big people in it. Yeah. Um, But I, it's, I mean, yeah, it's James Mangold. Before he was like super big, but hmm. uh, apparently it's super good. That's what I've heard. Hmm. Yeah, but well, and and the Rocky movies show that that the thing I was talking about with the beats and yeah, he's it's very interesting. He is a very oh, yeah. interesting guy, and and I didn't know this, but he he actually won a Golden Globe for Creed, and he went up for best supporting for Creed and apparently he should have won but there was a ton of people that had beef with his this is a rumor we're we're getting long in the podcast here but apparently and I'm probably just going to be saying this all over again for the Rocky Pod but whatever apparently a bunch of people had a had beef with his Golden Globe speech because he didn't thank Ryan Coogler and some other mm. people that he should have and supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this is true or not. This is rumors. That's what tipped the scales for him not to get best supporting at the Oscars because apparently he was a heavy favorite. And the guy that he lost to, which was Mark Rylance, I think is his name, in Bridge of Spies. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Mark Rylance. Yeah. Well, apparently his performance was not was nowhere near Stallone's. So, yeah, I remember he's good in that movie, but like, like I said, I haven't seen I haven't seen British Spy since it came out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark Rylance is a great actor. I'm I, I'm I heard he's really good in um, Bones and All. Oh, like uh, okay. He's like a he's like an old cannibal in that movie, kind of like a hmm. uh, main characters, but apparently he's super good. Everyone PJ, was like, it's a very underrated performance. Are you going to grow up and be an old cannibal? Become a cannibal? Well, become an old cannibal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be like a Hannibal Lecter. No, but... Like, okay, but old... Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Like, yeah, but... Old, like, yeah. like an old cannibal. I'm talking at least... I don't know how old... How old is Mark Rylance? I don't know how, he, how old he is in Bones and All. But I'm thinking you should... You would fit the, se- like, 70-year-old old cannibal. Yeah. Well, once I grow old, I'll become a cannibal. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you know how, you know, Tom Brady, right? Like he, he was playing at NFL football at 45, which is really impressive. You need to do that. But for cannibals, you need to be a 70 year old cannibal. You need to be the Tom Brady of cannibals. And Mm. yeah, so I'm talking in your seventies at least and show that you're still at peak performance. For I can do people. that. Yeah. Can't be that hard. Just a thought and a, a very strange thought to end on for this episode, but I wouldn't expect anything less from the the two the two members of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. So I mean, on that note, TJ, if if you unless you have something else, which I'm I'm winking at you because I don't want you to say anything so we can end on that note, but I'm also winking in but also, if you seriously need to say something, go ahead. Other than that, we can just, you know, close things up. Uh, I don't have anything. Okay, cool. Well, on that note, from the future old cannibal, Trevor Chick. Oh, yeah. And the future... What am I the future of, TJ? What, what's my future? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, future heavyweight champion of the world. Okay, I'm going to be the I like stallion. So, give me the Are you the Mongolian stallion? For the 70 the future 70-year-old cannibal and the future Mongolian stallion. We will catch you on the next episode of Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Peace. See you.